This is Ireland's 100 to 102 Today FM. Over the course of election 2016 on Today FM, we'll have interviews with all four of the major party leaders. But before Christmas, we also interviewed the leaders or representatives of parties who are fighting their first election in 2016. Renewa, the Social Democrats, the Independent Alliance founded by Shane Ross, and the combined anti-austerity alliance People Before Profit. So in case you didn't get to catch it over Christmas, here's our interview with Shane Ross of the Independent Alliance. The grand idea is 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 a very radical one, which is really to break the grip of the main political parties which they've held over Irish political life for ever since the foundation of the state uh, and we're, we are a group of people who got together determined not to impose a party whip but to change Irish politics in a way which, which is so fundamental that it's, uh, it's going to really radically change the way we do political business. Now that, that sounds maybe a bit like a cliche but it's not. What we're trying to do is abolish patronage get rid of political patronage once and for all, which is a curse of political parties. We will not have a party whip because we do. We are absolutely sick and tired. As independents, we're sick and tired of seeing uh, good legislation voted down, bad legislation voted through by people who don't know, even know what's in the legislation. And we want to bring back a, a really... bring back the power to the Doyle to decide legislation. And that involves people being able to actually vote and speak on issues as they feel fit and as they feel not to do as they're told by others. And finally, uh, I suppose what is absolutely fundamental in this is that people who succeed in politics should not succeed simply by loyalty to the party. They should succeed rather than by loyalty to the nation, to the people. Okay. Um, the Independent Alliance is, is not a party, and no. you're very clear on that. Uh, no. Then what, what is it? What are the common threads that bind you together? And why have you chosen to go down the route where you are obviously all still legally independent, but you're sort of on an electoral alliance? Why not actually just, for the sake of convenience, register a political party anyway? Because it means that you're put out of not having the likes of party political broadcasts. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a sacrifice which we make. Uh, but we just think that party loyalty and parties, as they have served the nation, have done them, have done politics in practice a, a, a terrible damage. And uh, we think that we won't get the funding, we won't get the um, we won't get the party political broadcast either because we can't. Uh, but we will get into a position of changing uh, the changing the political system from outside it. You see, we're insiders. We're, we're not insiders. We're outsiders. Uh, and insiders have, for a long time, within the political parties, completely and utterly dominated uh, Irish politics. If we became a political party, uh, and the difference between us and the political party is that we will have no whip, we would then start imposing uh, the wish of the political party and the rule of a political party on our members. We are not going to do that. And the difference is this. Our members, RTDs, will be allowed to vote and speak as they wish in the door. They'll have freedom. Um, you say you're not um, insiders, and of course many of you aren't, and there's, there's plenty of people who are running beyond the, the five of you who are outgoing yeah. TDs. Um, I'm, I'm struck by your own particular case. Yeah. You describe yourself as an outsider. You've been a member of the Oireachtas for 34 years. How yeah. can you describe yourself as an outsider? I've been an outsider every single day since I came into the Oireachtas. I, I have felt completely outside the political system, uh, particularly in the in the Shannon when I was pioneering things time after time after time again, which had and still have in the Doyle one common characteristic, I think, and that is that they were nearly always opposed by all the political parties. Let me let me give you an example. When I when I raised the force issue before before Nick Webb and I broke it in the Sunday Independent, when I raised it in the in the Shannon, uh, and the fact that the 
force was a a body being uh, being run in an extraordinary way, which I was aware of. All the political parties, Labour, Fine Gael, and Fine Fall, opposed me bringing it up as an issue. That makes you a real outsider, and almost automatically, they continuously did that. In in in, in more recently in the Doyle, uh, I I brought in a bill uh, to change the way that judges are appointed in this country, which is an absolute scandal because they're politically appointed. Uh, uh, and all the political parties, the main political parties, anyone who's ever served in government, opposed me unanimously. Labour, Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil, because they like putting their inside people onto the bench. That's why I mean by an outsider. And I want to stop all that. And that, that makes you, I think, an outsider to the inside understanding which the political parties have amongst each other, that they will, it'll be Buggins' turn. I mean, Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael fully understand each other. They understand the way the system works. And if they, if they got into government together, you know, it would be absolutely scandalous what would happen because they'd agree about everything, first of all, politically, but also they'd understand this abuse of patronage and they would share out that patronage between them very comfortably and very easily. But going back to the, the whip system and how you yeah. say that you're not going to have any whip for your members, um, the argument in favour of the whip has always been that, especially when majorities are very small, it is absolutely necessary as a way of ensuring discipline so that the government can govern because if it can't rely on getting stuff passed through the dole on any given day, then basically the country becomes, in some senses, ungovernable. Um, are you worried that by... Having a policy so outward, so so far away from the election, saying very unequivocally that your members aren't going to be subject to a whip system, that it means that it makes it very difficult for you to be factored into any government arithmetic because they can't rely on your votes. No, I don't think so. What we're doing, you see, we're trying to do something fundamentally here, and they're going to have to live with this. And that is to say, we are prepared to go into government. That is absolutely a, a given, but on certain terms. And those terms are, first of all, yes, a free vote uh, for, for our members, which will, first of all, give, give, give the power of passing legislation back to the Doyle, not to the government. It'll mean that every piece of legislation is considered on its merits. Some legislation will, of course, be, de be defeated. Not very much, I guess. Uh, some will be amended. And the Doyle will actually have the power to change legislation and improve legislation because our members will be entitled to vote as they wish and as they, as they feel. Uh, and that would that would be something pretty novel in Irish politics that that actually legislation isn't rammed through on the on the basis of it being decided by four people initially I suppose on the on the, on the economic and monetary council and and then on uh, and then by the cabinet and then through to the Doyle where the members of the Finnegan and Labour just just vote for it blindly and you're going to ask me a question next and say ah but this will be unstable but won't it ah exactly <laughs> uh, thank you for asking me that question. No, it won't be unstable. It'll be, it'll be quite the opposite of unstable because if we do go into government, which we want to do, we will, only, we will only do it on the basis of two things. One is that the government adapts the, the policies, or the, not the policies, but the, but the principles which we, which we have set down. Uh, and they adapt, or most of them. Obviously, there's negotiation to, to come, but they adopt those policies and adopt them absolutely rigidly on a staggered programme. Uh, if they agree to them, we will, and, and this is a quid pro quo, we will not vote them down. We will vote for them in votes of confidence. The government will not fall in that situation. Stability will be secure for them. We'll vote for them in votes of confidence if they support this programme which we put forward. But they must agree, and one of those, one of those principles is that we have, obviously, the freedom on legislation 
But they're, they're, so, so they could be beaten on legislation, of course. And that happens in lots of parliaments throughout the world, but they will not be beaten on votes of confidence. So you will have a totally stable government in the same way as you have at the moment, but you'll have legislation treated in a much more sophisticated way where it's improved and changed in the dark. But all of that is then contingent on their, your principles being adopted into the programme for government. I mean, when you're dealing with a collective of independence, who even negotiates that? Do you volunteer yourself to go forward to be the negotiator on behalf of your alliance? Because it seems like it kind of undermines or that it waters down the whole principle of being independent if you are still then going to be tagged on to a programme for government that another independent TD somewhere else has negotiated on your behalf. No, no, we'd negotiate as a group. We are a group. We're fundamentally a group. So if you get 12 members elected, yeah. that all 12 of you go into the room and hammer no, it out? absolutely not. We would, we would presumably agree, and we haven't decided on this, and this is not, we would presumably agree that three or four go in, or two go in, uh, <clears throat> with the mandate of the other 12, as happens with all negotiations for government, and then they go back to the other 12 and say, this is, this is the deal we've got. Uh, and they either agree it or disagree it. But, I mean, that's, that's the way it works at the moment. And, and uh, I see no difference there at all. And, you know, within political parties, there are always differences of opinion uh, all the time. The fact of the matter in political parties, they're just smothered. We're not going to smother them. We're going to allow them, allow them free airtime. Um, you're unique among the, the new offerings on the, uh, the ticket for the next election in that you are, um, you're not a party in that you are still running under the, the, the brand or the moniker of being independent. Um, what is it that you think there is about Ireland that we have... We have four big parties now, but we actually have over 20 parties registered of various sizes and sorts and shapes. Um, and yet there still seems to be such a massive appetite for independence. What is it about there being 20 political parties that so many people still want to vote for none of them? I think, I think we may have tapped into something here. Uh, I think people are absolutely fed up with the system. I think they feel that the system is rotten. I think they feel that, that, that all political parties are the same. And that has been the practice here, in fact. Uh, I think they feel that they are self-interested uh, and that they rule the nation for, for a group of insiders, people who are rich and privileged and have the inside track. And I think political parties here have all allowed themselves to be branded by that because that's the way they've, they've actually behaved. And it's, it, so I think, as a, as a concept, political parties are, are discredited. And I think people do see that the arguments we've just made as having some validity, that they they are they look after their cronies absolutely ruthless. If it's not a Labour Party crony, it's a it's a Finnegal or a, or a Finnefall Party crony, absolutely ruthlessly feather their own nests. And I think they say independence uh, maybe have flaws, maybe have differences, but not fundamental ones in in our in our case. But at least will not practice those abuses which have been really the the, the, the mark of independent parties for. Since the, since the state has been founded, and I think they want to see something totally new, not not parties emerging, uh, you know, em, emerging folk demure as a result of the fact that they were expelled from another party, or uh, em, emerging because they can't find any role as independents. But people who are actually saying something absolutely and totally different and can be effective, and that's why I say we will be prepared. And there's there's plenty there's precedent for this. We would be prepared as independents to go into government but we would be prepared to do it only on certain terms. And that is a radical shift in Irish politics, which recognises the value of people who have something new to say. Uh, there is a perception out there that this whole independent alliance is a vehicle to get you into a seat in Cabinet. That's absolute nonsense. Uh, there's never been uh, any discussion of that sort uh, that I know of, uh, and no one's ever challenged me with that. I see it appearing in, in, the, in the media as such. That is not that is not the idea at all. I think people would like to, we would like to get in positions of influence and power. But cabinet isn't 
necessarily the be-all and end-all. What we want to do is get things done. And I've said several times on lots of programmes, Cabinet might is one option. There are other options, which is to do it from outside the Cabinet. If you have the numbers outside the Cabinet, would you be in a more powerful position to influence things by actually being outside the Cabinet and not being inside it? So you'd, you'd not be in government, but you'd still effectively have the right of veto for anything they decide? Yeah, and the right of initiation as well, and the right of promotion. You'd have the same amount, maybe the same amount of influence. I mean, the jury's out on that. The, those, those options, are, those options are, are both there. And I'm not saying I'd refuse a position, but I can absolutely assure you that I have... It's not a kind of overwhelming desire in my life. I, 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 on a personal basis, it's, 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 if I felt that it was the best way to change things, yeah, I'd go that route. But it's, I'm not going to you know, die in a ditch for that. No. One of the difficulties that, that new parties have or new um, initiatives or alliances like your own yeah. is that because you're a first-time candidate, it's very difficult to point to any previous record of achievement. You've never been in power before, so there's nothing that you can point to and say that that's, that's what you've done. Hmm. So is there anything that's happened within the lifetime of the current dollar, the current government, one particular thing that had the independent alliance been in some sort of powerful role that would have gone differently? I don't think... Any group could have defeated the government in the Doyle in any situation at all because the government, this government has been a complete dictator in legislative terms. But my, my premise is yeah. that had you been part of a, a coalition of sorts, although you, you don't subscribe to the, the necessary the, the word coalition, but yeah. had you been in power, yes. what would have done differently in the last Well, like we would have done an enormous amount of different things. I mean, we, we, what we would have delivered on would have been those things which the government promised when they were at the last election they haven't delivered on. The... I mean, there would have been no John McNulty situation. You know, there would have been no judges appointed by, uh, by, in, in, in the poli- by naked political promotion and preference. That the, the way it would have happened, there would have been a large amount. There would have been a different attitude to to Europe. We would have been far more critical. I'm not saying we'd, there's no way we want to leave Europe, but we'd have been far more critical of Europe. Uh, and we have, you see, we have individuals there who have incredible strengths. We have Michael Fitzmaurice, who has been leading the charge for for for, for rural Ireland. We've we've Finian McGrath, who's 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 who would not give in on the disabilities area. We we have we have John Halligan, whose commitment to the living wages is absolutely undilutable. All those things would not have would not have been diluted or destroyed in the way they they have been here. And you know the thing about this government is, if a defender of them might say that they did the difficult things that they've done a lot of things for the economy, right? That, that they've done a large number of things for the, for the economy, which was really, really hard. Whether that's another debate, but they have actually done that. It might have been the Troika that forced them. But they didn't do the easy things. They didn't, they didn't banish cronyism. They didn't challenge Europe where they could have done. They, they, didn't do, they didn't revive rural Ireland. They didn't do the things which weren't particularly expensive, and which they could, which, but which were so deeply embedded in the political culture that they faulted at, 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 at tackling them. And all those things would have been done by us, yes. But is it credible to present yourself as a new alternative to all of that sort of, uh, that political system that you are, appear to be so fed up with? Yeah. Uh, when so many of the, the founders and the most prominent camp, uh, candidates, the ones who are most likely to win or retain seats, are people who have been around the block before, that you can't present yourselves as a breath of fresh air because in many cases people would, could rightfully think that you've gone native. Absolutely no way of gone, gone native. We haven't even had the opportunity to go native. <laughs> you know, we, we have no intention of it. And just look at our records. Just look at our records. I mean, we've been we've been kind of politically ostracised for for many many years. I'm not, I don't mean personally ostracised, but we've been political lepers to some extent because of the things that we've been we've been saying. And I think it's 
absolutely fair to say, look, these guys have actually got the pedigree. We've got the record. We've got, you look at our voting records, our speaking records, the subjects, the banks which we tackle, the way we tackle the banks, the political parties have just backed up the banks at every, every, every occasion. We've got the pedigree to show that we can do it, and I think people expect us to do it. I think you're wrong about that, Gavin. I think, I think the fact that we haven't had the chance means it's time to give us the chance to change things because we're all committed to that change. And not one of us has ever been in government. Not, not one of us has ever been compromised. That's why we're doing this. That was Shane Ross of the Independent Alliance. You can hear interviews with the other representatives from the other new parties elsewhere on this podcast feed. 100 to 102 Today FM.